You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you're listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Thursday. A needed off day for the Braves as they travel between Oakland and Arizona. But of course, we have you covered with the Braves here on the Battery Power Podcast Network. You can find the Battery Power Podcast, the podcast to be named later, and the Daily Hammer all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSB, and across all forms of social media and free on all podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And once again, the Braves do not stay down for long. I think you can make the argument that Monday and Tuesday were probably the most disappointing back-to-back games so far this season for the Braves. When you consider the competition that they faced when it came to the Oakland Athletics and just the overall disappointment that it came into the performance of the Braves, especially offensively, especially you know how the bullpen struggles and defense played into the loss on Tuesday night. But the one defining characteristic, I mentioned it time and time again, when it comes to the Braves, is that this team just simply does not stay down long. And that's exactly what occurred on Wednesday. A 4-2 victory for the Braves over Oakland. It, it seemed like that it was going to be another struggling day starting off. You know, the Braves you know went through the first four innings. You know, the score was tied 0-0. Uh, zero zero, but finally, the Braves broke through thanks to an, uh, an Ozzie Albies home run. And the Braves eventually won 4-2. And the great thing about it is this is that despite the fact that, you know, Monday and Tuesday were extremely disappointing in terms of on-the-field performance, the Braves leave this series against Oakland with some positives. We'll discuss that a bit later in the episode, but the one thing that stands out is that Jared Schuster, who was on the mound for the Braves, once again put together a, a quality performance compared to where he was earlier in the season, now through six starts. Jared Schuster has gone three straight starts with getting two wins out of those three starts. And the thing about Jared Schuster is this. He hasn't all of a sudden turned a corner to where he's dominating the opposition time in and time out. But what Jared Schuster has done is he's settled into a groove that allows for him to go five to six innings each time out. And he, at the end of the day, at the end of each of his starts, he has done his job in limiting the offense enough to where the Braves are having a chance to win. And that's really all that you can ask out of Jared Schuster in terms of his role right now in the Braves starting rotation. But for the four straight start, Jared Schuster was able to go five or more innings. And for the um, four straight start as well, he gave up three or less earned runs. He wasn't as um, good as he was in his previous two starts, but he was good enough yesterday, giving up um, only three hits, 
two earned runs. He did walk four batters and had a strikeout. So he wasn't as good as his previous two outings, but he was good enough to limit the Oakland offense and allow for the Braves to be able to, once he left the game, do it with the lead intact. So when it comes to Jared Schuster, I don't think that he's going to be in the Rookie of the Year conversation. It's not as if he all of a sudden has turned the corner to where he's to the level of a Bryce Elder, but that is perfectly fine. He is fulfilling the need. that He's doing exactly what the Braves need him to do, and that's taking the ball every fifth day, going five or six innings, and then once he leaves the game, he's put the Braves in a position to win by limiting the offense just enough. So definitely a great development for him as he continues to settle in to figure out how to really have success as a major league starter. Hopefully that will continue as time goes on. The other thing that stands out is that, is that once again, the offense, when it needed to get going, it finally figured out, hey, we just need to play to our normal level and we'll get the job done. And the people that stood out in this lineup to do that are the ones that have consistently, in my opinion, in May, been able to deliver in big-time situations. You see Ronald Acuna Jr., two hits yesterday, an RBI single, another 110-mile-per-hour line drive to the outfield. He had kind of fallen off a bit over the past seven to eight games. You know, he was still semi-productive, but nowhere near what he had been through the first six weeks of the season. But yesterday, he got back to being, you know, the Ronald Acuna Jr., who is clearly the top MVP candidate in the National League. But of course, you also have to give credit to Ozzie Albies. Another home run. He's delivered big hit after big hit in the month of May. And yesterday, he was able to deliver a big hit to give the Braves the lead that they never relinquished. So the offense, once again, after struggling mightily for much of Monday and Tuesday, they, they definitely weren't at their best on Wednesday, but they did enough to get the job done. But to me, perhaps the most impressive an important performance of the afternoon was the ability for the Braves' bullpen, the back end of their bullpen, to come in and shut the door on Oakland. A.J. Minter, the Nick Anderson, the Rysel Iglesias each came in in the 7th, 8th, and ninth innings and were able to get the job done to secure the win for the Braves. A.J. Minter, now three straight appearances. This is only the third time since the middle of April that A.J. Minter has been able to put three straight appearances together without allowing an earned run. He seems to be more control. He seems to be more direct. Seems to be much more effective with his pitches over the past three appearances. And I know two of them have been against Oakland. But this, if it, regardless of competition, this was a needed stretch of confidence for A.J. Minter. And hopefully this could be the boost that he needs to really get back on track in the month of June. And then, of course, Rysel Iglesias, after he arguably had the worst inning, the worst performance that he has had in, in, in nearly four years in terms of three walks allowed on Tuesday um, evening, he bounced right back on Tuesday afternoon, looked dominant as ever, and got the save. So in terms of the Braves getting the job done, it wasn't just that they got the job done. They got it done in a way in which they were able to first bounce back, obviously, but also in terms of, hey, Jared Schuster delivering another performance to solidify a spot in the rotation going forward. That was a great development. The bullpen being able to use all of its main pieces, the main back end of the bullpen options for the Braves, all of them had a positive performance to build off of. That's a great development. And then Ronald Acuna Jr. getting back to, you know, being a dominant source of performance for the Braves on Wednesday, that was a needed development. So despite the fact that the Braves lost the series, 
Despite the fact that the Braves looked as, looked as disappointing as they did on Monday and Tuesday, they were able to bounce back once again on Wednesday and were able to get you know some more answers going in the right direction as they head into the month of June. But that is the biggest thing of all that stands out from the Braves' performance in May is that even though they were down, you know, multiple times in the month of May, they were able to bounce back. And at the end of the month, when you really look at the competition that they faced and the results that occurred, you have to be pretty pleased with where the Braves stand as they head into. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The month of June. So as the Braves enter Thursday, they are going to have another needed off day, and they certainly do need it. The Braves are in a stretch of games in which they're playing 19 games in 20 days in the middle of a West road trip as they go from Oakland to Arizona. And as I mentioned yesterday, May has been a, a pr- May was a pretty tough schedule for the Braves. It was a pretty tough experience on many different ways. You know, they ex- they experienced you know some more unexpected injuries. You know, especially to Max Fried and Kyle Wright. They had a very tough part of the schedule going against some quality teams, especially from the American League. And they also dealt with some struggles. They, they there were some flaws in this team that emerged that they had to deal with. But all through that. They still were able to go 15 and 14, and while that may not seem to be that impressive, when it when you consider all of the things that the Braves had to face in May, coming out of a very successful start to the season in April, you have to be pretty satisfied with where the Braves stand. A 15 and 14 record, 33 and 23, second best record in the National League, and again they've maintained a four-game lead in the NL East over the Marlins as well as the Mets. Now, if it seems like that the Braves have kind of maintained the same spot. If they've been hovering around that, you know, 10 games over 500 record, if they've been maintaining a four and a half, four game lead in the NL East over the past couple of weeks, it's because it's true. The Braves, for instance, they're 15 and 14 in May. So they have basically gone 500 in the month of May. 
They also are 4-6 and six over their past 10 games. But no other NL East team has been better than 6-4. and four. So the point that I'm getting at is, is that, you know, as much as it seems that the Braves have struggled, there's been no other NL East team that's really taken off in the month of May as well. And that has definitely been a benefit to the Braves as they've now navigated this tough part of their schedule and enter the month of June with a bit easier part of the schedule awaiting them. And that is a relevant factor, I feel, in the conversation moving forward. According to Takeathon.com, in my opinion, one of the easier ways to see remaining strength of schedule, if you look at the fact that the Braves I have the 21st hardest schedule moving forward, I think that at this point in time, it stands out that the Mets are probably once again, at least as of right now, the Braves' toughest competition in the NL East. The Braves have the 21st strongest schedule moving forward. So that means they're in the that the Braves have one of the easier schedules in Major League Baseball for the rest of the season. The Mets have the eighth hardest. So in terms of competition, the Braves actually had the advantage over the Mets moving forward, plus a four-game cushion to work with. And if you consider the Marlins, yes, the Marlins have had, have been impressive so far this year. They've done very well in close games. But if you look at their record-wise, there's been a bit of luck that's been benefiting them. As a matter of fact, their expected record is 23-33, and 33, yet they stand currently at 29-27. and 27. So perhaps a bit of regression may be in the future for the Miami Marlins. But beyond where the Braves' record is compared to the rest of the National League, compared to the rest of the NL East and so on, Perhaps the most important aspect, the most important development for this team entering the month of June, and I don't think that this can be overstated enough, is the fact that we finally have a starting rotation, folks. We can make that statement now for the Atlanta Braves. What I mean by that is, is that for the first time in, in over a month, and one of the few times this year, the Braves are going to be able to say over the next five starts, they feel confident in who's going to be able to take the mound for the Atlanta Braves. That is one important, very critical development that has come from the series against the Oakland Athletics. Because when you consider the performance of Michael Soroka on Monday, when you consider the performance of Jared Schuster on Wednesday, for the first time in quite a while, the Braves are going to go be able to go through a full rotation of their starting staff without having to rely on a bullpen game or without having to make a roster move. Bryce Elder, Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton, Michael Soroka, and Jared Schuster. Not in that order, but the Braves know who is going to be starting each of their next five games. And hopefully after that, they'll be able to know who's going to start the next five games. It cannot be overstated enough how important it is that the fact that the Braves likely have a starting five that they can rely on hopefully over the next week and perhaps even over the next month or so until we get to July when we could start potentially talking about an idea of when Max Reed and Kyle Wright can return to their rotation. So one very important factor to realize going into the month of June is that for the first time in quite a while, the Braves have an actual starting five that they can rely on. And the big thing about it is, is that despite all the injuries and all the inconsistencies that the Braves have had in their pitching staff, they've maintained being one of the most productive staffs in the National League. And now with a bit of stability, that can continue to be a strength of this team. And as far as the bullpen goes, you've got Wednesday to build 
build off of. But now you also have A.J. smith Shaver, who's an option out of the bullpen. Hopefully Dylan Lee will be back soon off of injury. The bullpen itself also has a bit of stability coming its way. And then once we get through the next month and we enter into July and we start to talk about the potential return of Max Freed as well as Kyle Wright, now, hopefully without any more injuries occurring, now you're starting to see the Braves get back some of their depth that they can utilize in different ways. So hopefully better days are ahead for the Braves pitching staff as a whole, not only in terms of performance, but just in terms of availability and stability. It can't be overstated enough how good of a feeling it is to know for both the Braves and their fan base who likely is going to be starting the next five games and who likely will be making starts beyond that going into the month of June. That is a great development for this team and hopefully with an easier schedule coming up in June, that could be a source of success for Atlanta to really get back going to winning at the rate that they did in the month of April. And finally, one other thing to remember as we enter the month of June is now all-star voting is officially open and available for all Braves fans to go vote for their favorite Braves to potentially have a spot in the 2023 All-Star Game. Now, I believe that you could vote up to six times a day. That may change, and, and there may be days in which votes count more than just one time for players in the National League and American League. But... It's an opportunity for Braves country to be able to really support the Braves and make sure that Atlanta, as it rightfully should be, make sure that Atlanta is well represented when it comes to the 2023 All-Star Game. Because the Braves have the opportunity to once again be well represented. When you think about the Braves compared to the rest of the National League, you can make a legitimate case that Ronald Acuna Jr. as an outfielder could be a starter in the National League. He likely has a very good shot of being the top vote-getter for the National League. So Ronald Acuna Jr., without a doubt, should be the starter for the National League in right field. In my opinion, there is no question that Sean Murphy right now should be the starting catcher for the National League in the All-Star Game. So that's two clear areas, two clear spots, where Braves country can really support the performances of two players who are clearly in the MVP race in Sean Murphy and Ronald Acuna Jr. But when you, all, when you think about it, Matt Olson, as well as Ozzie Albies, they both have the potential opportunity to be able to represent the Braves at the All-Star Game at both first base and second base. So a strong showing and voting for them could propel them to potentially be starters as well. And then in the starting rotation, though voting is not available for that, you have to look at Bryce Selder as well as Spencer Strider potentially getting All-Star nods as well. So the Braves, once again, as we've seen them over the past several seasons, they could be well represented when it comes to the 2023 National League roster at the All-Star game. With voting being available now, make sure you go out, vote as many times as possible because there's several deserving Braves who deserve an opportunity to represent Atlanta at the 2023 All-Star Game. So as we go into June, the Braves are enjoying a much-needed off day, and the Braves will start off June against the Arizona Diamondbacks this weekend in what will be a tough matchup as Arizona actually right now has the same record as the Braves at 33-23. They've been one of the biggest surprises so far in the majors with their success. So this will be a tough series for Atlanta. And if you go back last year, it was in Arizona 
where the Braves really started the turnaround to their season. That's where they had the 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 the, the turnaround uh, almost overnight that allowed for them to reel off 14 straight wins and really get going last season. While the Braves may not need as drastic of a turnaround this season, being able to get the series win against one of the better teams in the National League, that'll be a great way to start off the month of June. And of course, the folks with the podcast to be named later, Chris Willis as well as Stephen Tolbert, will have you covered tomorrow looking at that Arizona series and what really stands out as areas of importance for the Braves entering June. You'll be able to hear the, the podcast to be named later, the Daily Hammer and the Battery Power podcast, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media and free on all podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We'll be free wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.